Sales reps always make it sound so easy for dentists to purchase the latest shiny new and expensive bit of dental equipment. There are, however, hidden costs involved when buying or leasing new gear. Dr. Brad Wright is a general practitioner from Gympie, Queensland. In addition to his MBA studies, he regularly writes and presents on the business of dentistry. In this interview, Brad discusses the concept of opportunity cost with Dr. Brett Taylor. We're talking to uh, Brad Wright. Now, Brad is nominally a dentist, but he also has a law degree and you're studying for an MBA, Brad. Is that correct? That's right. Too much time on my hands. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Now, you would agree with me that, and I know you do because we discussed it yesterday, but you need to know your practice numbers to be able to integrate technology into your practice. That's right. If you've got to charge something out at a certain rate and that's greater or lesser than what you're doing already, that certainly has an impact on how... Uh, how well that's going to integrate and if you're going to actually be more effective or not. There's no, no point in spending $150,000 and actually being $150,000 worse off apart from the capital at the end of the year. Mm. I often am amazed when you see dental companies promote a product and say that say the cost per unit of product might be $400 and if you do four of those in a month, that equates to $1,600 and therefore you've met your lease payment for the month and as you know, that doesn't stack up. Well, we're at a CEREC conference, so let's just you know, call a spade a spade. So let's just look at CEREC, <laughs> and we'll, we'll pick on some other technology later. Sure, there's plenty to pick on, <laughs> isn't there? So, well, I guess, Brett, if you're buying a CEREC as you just did, and let's just use a nominal cost of $150,000 for a CEREC machine, mm-hmm. the lease payment on that could typically be $1,800, $2,000 a month, depending on how you structure the HP or the lease. Some people would say that the CEREC is costing you let's use round figures, $1,500 a month, and therefore you need to produce $1,500 worth of ceramic crowns a month to cover the, well, the cash flow, I guess, of, of having that machine. But, of course, what that ignores is the more frequently talked about aspect of opportunity costs, meaning that when you're doing a CEREC instead of something else that you're doing, then you're actually losing money because you're doing it at a lesser rate and you've got the lease to pay as well. So the opportunity cost is what you could have been doing when you're doing the CEREC. Exactly. So paying the lease with production is not a valid way of looking at how... Well, not in the real world, unless you want to work extra hours, but that's not generally how most practitioners want to work. All right, so you've got to look at a CEREC as an example as replacing a lab fee. Exactly. Right, well, look at my example. I can prep and set a crown in about an hour, and it Mm -hmm. takes me two hours to do a CEREC. Exactly. So I've lost an hour of productive time until I get quicker at my CEREC. Arguably, people would say that's offset by the fact that you haven't got a laboratory fee, although if you amortise the cost of the CEREC system over five years, you have got a laboratory fee. It's just slightly reduced compared to the laboratory fee that you're paying for your pulse-infused metal or laboratory ceramics. Hmm. But the offset is not as great as one would think. So a laboratory fee might be $300 for an impress inlay, arguably $150 for a CEREC, so there's a $250 saving. But you have to multiply that by the number of times over the month to equate to the lease before you're even starting to make any return without the opportunity cost of learning to use the equipment, which is another matter. Mm. So let's look at something else apart from CEREC. Let's look at an OPG, for instance. Well, OPG is a good example of why there isn't an opportunity cost, particularly if you have your dental assistants recording the radiographs. You're actually taking a procedure from outside your practice, bringing it in, and the wonderful thing about digital APGs is I know that you and I have been cajoled into getting one by a mutual friend, Patrick Menio, over the years, is that there is no running cost apart from a little bit of electricity. The time I'm losing in taking an APG is well offset by the fee you get for taking out, plus the advantage of 
you're seeing more things that you wouldn't have, you might have missed previously. That takes us back to the CEREC issue, and that is to say that I'm not saying not to buy a CEREC. I certainly have had one for six years and been very happy and it's been very financially successful, but I did give a lot of thought as to how I was going to pay for it. The OPG is simpler because the time it takes to take the radiograph is down to a matter of seconds if someone sets the patient up in the machine for you. If your lease is $1,500 a month, you only have to take $1,500 worth of OPGs in a month, which is, depending on your fees, something in the order of 10 to 15 to 20, which is not a lot in most general practices. Okay, what about lasers? You can spend over $100,000 on a hard tissue laser. Some people can make hard tissue lasers work on a cost basis, but not many people can. I think that lasers are a great technology in search of a use in dentistry currently. Well, let's just look at integrating a laser, for instance. So you've got a $120,000 laser, and it's basically replacing a high-speed drill. Effectively, you have to charge whatever the cost of the laser is on top of whatever you're doing to be able to recoup your investment in the laser. Plus, it can't take you any longer, otherwise you've got to charge for the time you're wasting in doing a procedure that takes. Exactly. So you've got the cost of the laser, the actual capital cost which you've amortised over the period of time and you have to meet that by either charging more per laser use and that's the most common way that people do it and I'm sure if you're like most of us you do the same with a soft tissue laser every time you use a laser there's a charge for using it Mm. but whether your patients will be happy to pay that or not and whether you're happy to use it and don't end up giving up on it because it's too hard then uh, that becomes an issue of affordability. Hammering this idea of knowing your practice numbers you you want to just discuss involvement in reduced fee schemes? Well, the reduced fee schemes such as um, preferred providers or or government-sponsored treatment presents a number of problems, but the one that you're addressing is that if you can't perform that treatment at a rate that's equivalent to what you're already doing, then you're actually displacing good patients and good profitability by treating patients in such a way as you're being remunerated, remunerated less. Now that's fine if you want to do that to a percentage of the time because we all do charity work, we all do things for patients for nothing or for reduced fee because that's just the nature of what we do. But if your practice is composed of a lot of that sort of work then you're actually declining your profitability and therefore your ability to invest in new things like new technology, new education. And what about the opportunity cost of postgraduate education? Well I think you know a lot more about that than I would Brett but I certainly <laughs> think that... Um, This is the man doing the law degree and the master's. Uh, (laughs) Well, actually, the reason that that's a good example of why it isn't an opportunity cost for me, because apart from an opportunity cost of being a reasonable father and husband, is that I've done all that part-time at night during the weekends on Sundays when most dentists are doing something more valuable. Whereas if you're going to continue education courses on a working day that you would normally be working, there is a huge opportunity cost. Now, I know that you and many others travel overseas for continuing education and that's commendable because it has to be done to get the sort of resources that we need but if you go away for a week you lose not only the cost of going to the conference you also lose the opportunity cost of working for that week now if that's been a holiday and you love it there's no opportunity cost who cares but if it's work it's work but it comes back to the fact that you really need to know your practice numbers to be able to figure out what you have to charge to recoup the cost of getting training, getting education, and the fact you're going to be slower at whatever you're doing until you master a procedure, CEREC, orthodontic training, anything like that. Well, I guess there's two aspects. You've got to both recoup the money, which is the very basics that you've got to do, and you otherwise have to look at a return on investment. So you can look at buying a CEREC 
as an investment. And so if you recoup the, say, $100,000 that you spend on either, that's a start. But have you got a return on the investment over and above that? That's something that you can't know for some years, but you can certainly predict it. And our good friend Dr Meany would maintain that there's the intangible benefit of being stimulated in your practising life by new technology, new concepts, etc. Well, I think that if you're continually reinventing yourself, you're enjoying your work more and there's no monetary cost that can replace that. If you go to work and you like it, well... Who cares? Uh, So it's not always economics and it's not always down to money, but it is a consideration because there's nothing funny about not being able to afford lease payments. Mm. Brad, thank you for speaking to Dental Files. Thank you, Brett.